Yo, what up, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of the EIG Fantasy Football Podcast. As always, it's Eric, joined by the commish, Connor McHugh. Connor, how's it going, man? Dude, you know, I'm a little battered and bruised, but I'm all right. I'm hanging in there. First off, I just want to take a moment of silence, send some thoughts and prayers out to Connor's undefeated season. Connor, I'm just going to go to you right away. I mean, this is the first time you've ever been on a podcast following a loss. How are you feeling right now? Honestly, man, I'm feeling like a numpty right now. <laughs> That's how I feel, dude. Feeling real numb, delicious. Feel real numpty right now. And, uh, you know, we, we came with the pod last week with no guests. So to make up for it, we're bringing on two guests this week. And, you know, it's a perfect opportunity to bring on Tristan after his huge victory over Connor. Fuck you, Eric. Tristan, welcome to the pod. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Kamish. Love you on here. I'm flying high right now. I mean, what a what a week it was. Sorry to be here with you, Connor, but I'm I'm loving it. And we also got a longtime EIG member, one of the founding members, Ben Hazari. Ben, what's up, guys? Longtime listener, first time guest. Uh, just excited to be on the show. A little bit down in the dumps that I lost to Chris Smart. Yikes. And uh, before we before we get to you guys, I just want to say, Tristan and Ben, two loyal listeners of the podcast. Seriously. As far as I know. But you ben, got it. Every week. You know, always post on the Discord, giving props to the pod, continuing the discussion on Discord from stuff me and Connor are talking about or the guests talking about. Tristan, he went on vacation last week still listen to the pod so i know i know there's a lot of you out here you're not going to hear this shit because you don't fucking listen that's but, why your team sucks just go yeah, take exactly. our advice you man listen to me, Connor, dropping knowledge dropping, dropping so many knowledge bombs, bombs bro on you guys so many knowledge bombs. on the weekly and you guys don't even fucking listen so you guys probably you. don't even so you guys, you guys don't even listen to this so you guys don't even you. use your badonk days. okay you got a dirty butthole and no one loves you all right, but let's get to our guests now. Tristan, wow. Tristan I'm going to start with you because, like I said, you handed Connor his first <laughs> loss of the season. You know, a huge a huge spike in what's been a disappointing season for you so far. So just give me some of your thoughts on the season so far. Yeah, you know, I'll leave the uh, I'll leave the recap till we get into it. But, you know, look, auto-drafted halfway through our draft. It wasn't a pretty night. You know, I spent a lot of money early didn't get a lot in return so far on the season, really trying to dig myself out from the start here. Some bets haven't paid off. I'm scrapping. Connor knows that it's a fight here, but uh, it's been a fun season. Again, like Ben said, lots of engagement on the pod and elsewhere. It's been a good year. Are you telling me you actually auto drafted some of the players you have on your team? Everyone South of Mike Williams. You know, and now Tristan's lost a few battles so far, but, you know, the war is not over. Still lots of season left, so curious to see what happens. But, you know, I also got to shoot over to Ben. Like we said, a longtime EIG member, one of the founding fathers of the league. So, you know, I'm going to start with that with you, Ben. What's it been like for you to see the evolution of the EIG from where it started in uh, 2008, I believe, to where it is now in 2019? Evolution's been great. I mean, think about where we started. We had people made Marcus a Barkus in the league. Yikes. Uh, here we are, though, with, <laughs> with an auction draft and a free agent acquisition budget. Um, I want to talk about the draft. I uh, This is my first time doing an auction draft, and I, I really like it. I think that we should continue this format. I think uh, it's a good way to kind of like have a choice to get anybody on your team. You know, you got to pay the big bucks to get the guys on your team. And, uh, yeah, I think it worked out okay. Awesome. And uh, this season so far for you, been a little bit up and down. What's been your thoughts on your team this year? Uh, Yeah, mostly down. Uh, Had some big injuries. Uh, You know, uh, man, lost my my guy Darius Geis, I think, in week one. Lost Hunter Henry. Uh, Amari Cooper is dealing with the quad issue. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's been a little bit rough, but, uh, I got a couple wins. I'm, I'm feeling okay. And, and in the six weeks, uh, I, I like my team though. That's the thing. I think the pickup with Aaron Jones is good. Uh, I like Kyler a lot in the QB slot. I think my team has potential. Yep. And still, still plenty of time left. Uh, 
as I think, you know, we're just coming up on the halfway point of the season here. So, you know, still plenty of time left to play for, for everyone involved. Um, got lots to get to on the pod today. Before we jump into it, I want to give a request to our listeners, the few, the few of the proud, the EEIG podcast listeners. We want to, we want to have a name, you know, the EEIG fantasy football podcast. That's pretty lame. It's a mouthful. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, definitely a mouthful to say. So let's get some ideas in the discord. We've got a few from, from Tristan and Ben so far. Um, it's a couple that we like, but you know, we want to see what everyone, what everyone's thoughts are on a, on a, on a name, some creative, something that, you know, connects to the EIG and, uh, you know, let's try to make a name change. So on next week's pod, we got a new name. Um, so make sure you drop your ideas in the discord and uh, continue the engagement there. But, uh, let's, let's get started with today's pod. Let's, let's start with our recap of week six, take a look at the scoreboard here. And, uh, you know, why don't we start with the, the, you know, the best matchup of the week that was Tristan taking down Connor and a huge upset victory. Tristan wins with the score 114 to 101.2. Tristan, I know you got lots to say here, so I'm going to give it right to you. Yeah. Time, time to heat it up here. You know, Funny enough, last week on the pod, uh, pretty sure it was Connor made a claim uh, about an upcoming game. You know, there was a projection around 101 points, something like that. He called those, he called those Tristan numbers. Looks like he hit that right on the nose this week. You know, eating his words there. First of all, you know, he's he didn't have much going for him this week. You know, like I uh, like I was talking about. You know, we we had a lot going with Matt uh, straight up against Aaron Rodgers. Maddie just embarrassed him in the matchup for the week. Yeah, that was a huge one on my, my part. But obviously, Eric, for you, you got a lot going there too, seeing Maddie put up numbers against Aaron for your year-long bet there. Uh, Going to say, really appreciate the kind words last week, Connor. I'll take the defensive savant. Uh, I'm going to be writing that out. But <laughs> guess what? Second highest scoring player on my team to who? Matty, I another slap in the face for you. Uh, his projection was great. He played great. Uh, loved the week. Uh, next here, I just got to say, right now, you know, you got a couple bets going on, a couple things happening. You know, I, I kind of laid into you a little bit when we were down in down in Vancouver, the Vancouver, Washington. The Vancouver, thank you. Uh, Don't forget up, that article. Hey. Put up some money, you know, a little counter bet to your Aaron Rodgers bet. Put $50 on your head, uh, you know, potentially potentially coming out first. Uh, EIG could easily transition to CMIG. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of time here. We'll see. We'll see what comes of it. Um, but, you know, you know what? Right now, uh, I just got to say, I think I'm going to start calling you Connor Miscue at this point. Uh, defense, negative points. What were you doing starting the Eagles? I mean, God. Such a liability. Yeah, Juju at 1.2. I'm just going to call it one because that point two doesn't do anything for you at that point. Uh, you left Crowder on the bench at 12.8, second biggest game so far this season. I mean, God, lots of mistakes there. Love to take the win. Big win. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy right now. I'm loving it. You know, Connor, I didn't even realize that when we were looking at the preview that you were starting Eagles defense. Uh, I know they had a big week the week before against the Luke Falk-led Jets, but, you know, against a competent offense, kind of a, que- a little bit of a question. We'll start there, not going to lie. You think the Vikings are a competent offense? I mean, uh, they did put up 38 points on your little Eagles defense. Well, there, yeah, so. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, obviously <laughs> you can tell right after the game, but I'm telling I mean, they were having issues. Kirk Cousins has underperformed. I thought the Eagles would be a decent play, but let me just say a couple of things, okay? Shaquille O'Neal lost his first NBA Finals, okay? Tiger Woods, yeah, he fucked some ugly chicks. And O.J. Simpson got framed for murder. Sometimes, no matter how how hard you try, bad things happen to good people, but I'm going to bounce back. I still think my team's nasty. I'm not even worried about last week. In fact, I've already forgotten about it. Thanks, Tristan. I appreciate you humbling my my team, but I'm going to come out on top. And uh, no, just look at one highlight for you, Connor. Terry McLaurin with twenty-four points, um, kind of making some some making up some ground in the uh, DJ Shark versus Terry bet there. Um, That's true. Shark yeah, having I mean- a, a slow week, so you know you did take your first loss, falling to five and one, no longer at the top of the standings, tied with me. 
um, no big deal. But uh, yeah, a huge win for Tristan. He, uh, you know, looks like he was looking like he was going to fall to one and five there, but bounces back up to two and four. And, you know, the momentum is in his favor. But, you know, Connor picked up his first loss. One of our owners picked up their first win last week, and that was Chris. He took on our guest here, Ben, and had an easy victory, 121.3 to 92.7. Blowout. I'm going to kick it to you, Ben, to give uh, your thoughts on this matchup. Man, it was a rough week. My team is just underperforming. Here's the thing, though. Chris has a decent team. Chris has got Patty Mahomes, Zeke. He's got Hopkins, and those guys, I and think, have been he's underperforming. There. Besides that, it's pretty garbage, but he does have those three. <laughs> those guys put up points. Alshon Jeffrey put up 19. Zeke put up 24. I mean, I mean, he put up 121, I think. What's, what is that? Second highest for last week? Yeah, it's a tough score to beat. Uh, anyways, but yeah, not ben, a lot to say there. Not a lot to say about your team. That you was know, fourth highest. I just checked. Fourth highest. Kyler Actually tied for fourth highest. Oh, yikes. Kyler Murray with the big day for you, but a lot of low scores across the board. Matt Breida and Aaron Jones both under 10 points. Amari Cooper, 0.8 points. He, he leaves with injury. Your, uh, Deontay Johnson, Tower Effort, both with two points. Um, Jamal Williams, he has a big game for you, but you know Aaron Jones, kind of the on the opposite side of that, he gets the, the bad end of that, of that big performance. So uh, kind of tough moving forward there. Obviously, Devontae Adams was out for you and Josh Jacobs on bye. Yeah, so yeah a little it was a depleted, tough week. But it was a tough week. And uh, I actually have a statement from Chris. I reached out to him today to get some thoughts uh, from oh, him no. on his first victory. And uh, this is a little bit of a long one, so stick with me here. But uh, here's our quote from Chris. Here we go. Thank you all for your lack of support. I hate you all. <laughs> Hate, hate, hate. <laughs> Special shout out to Oh, I'm Ben for taking that L. Couldn't have got this W without you and both Green Bay running backs. And a very special shout out to the Mercurius for taking his first L, proving to us all that he is a shitty bag of dicks magician who let Tristan take a shit in his bed. Just like various women in college. <laughs> <who did. laughs> wow. It keeps going. Good luck to you all. I hope for the rest of the season you all choke harder than LeBron James chokes on Z Jinping's nuts. <laughs> you don't have experience... Put that in there for me, dude. If, like, if you put that in there for me. And if you don't have experience choking on nuts, just ask Connor if you can take a spin on his. Joe has told me they are lightly salted. <laughs> End quote. So, wow. So great quote there from Chris. After Chris a huge victory, fire. a monumental victory for Chris. And, uh, you know, things reign true. Connor always says that Chris is his opposite, so Connor takes his first loss, and Chris earns his first victory. Um, but let's move on to our next matchup here. Let's look at our highest-scoring winner of the week. That's Jerry. Jerry's Berries takes, on, takes down Andrew. Uh, massive victory here, 176.3 to 121.3. Jerry's team... Uh, looking real solid. Lamar Jackson with 30 points at QB. Tyree Kill and Curtis Samuel both go over 20. You know, he gets Tyree Kill back. That was a big bump for him. You know, I really like Jerry's team. His receiver's super strong and uh, a pretty big victory for him. Um, Connor, or not Connor, Andrew's team had a good week as well, 121.3. James Connor and Austin Hooper with big weeks for him, but he falls to 4-2. and two. Moving on through the matchups here. Let's take a look at Spencer's victory over Hovey. He wins 134.9 to 74.7. A big victory for him. Hovey, our lowest scoring team of the week with Mike Evans, his highest score at 16. Spencer with three 20-point scores. Deshaun Watson, Chris Carson, and Devonta Freeman. Uh, ben, I, I think you had some thoughts on this one. Spencer's got a good squad. I think thus far in the season, he's been underperforming uh watson and freeman are solid uh i think chris carson is gonna have a really strong rest of the year and he's just spencer's got a good team watch out for him i wouldn't want to play him the rest of the season and uh he picked up odell he made he traded for odell beckham last week from him from me and he got 13.1 so that's his number one receiver now moving forward so some some pretty good potential there and cruising through the matchups here let's look at curtis's victory he takes down jordan 138.5 to 91.2 curtis with a big week from russell wilson and stefan diggs had done anything all year but 
you know, projected 8.3 points, finishes with 40, three touchdowns for him. So a, a big week there for Curtis. I think Curtis's team has a lot of potential moving forward with uh, Saquon Barkley coming back potentially this week. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And uh, last but not least, we got the Battle of the Bros, me versus Joe, and our, our lowest scoring victory, uh, lowest scoring winner, actually, that was me. I eke out Joe on the Sunday night game. 100.4 to 97.6. Phil Rivers gets me 14.8 points. Um, I'm gonna start calling him Daddy because he got me just enough to uh, <laughs> to uh, get the victory. You know, he can add a whatever ninth kid to his family. And uh, it was kind of a disappointing week for me. Some of my big name guys didn't really bring it, uh, but still enough to get a uh, you know a Joe's team hurt by buys and injuries. So I was kind of got a little bit lucky there to eke it out over him. And uh, that's, that's going to do it for the recaps this week. Um, listen, you guys had any other thoughts on any of the wins or the matchups there? Mm. Nothing there. That's fine. Not I got a question for you, Eric. Um, with this new revelation that Philip Rivers is, in fact, your father, is there going to be a team name change in your near future? Because I saw a very interesting picture of you and Philip Rivers posted on the Discord that would be a fantastic logo. <laughs> it would, but you know, I actually dropped Philip Rivers today. So, uh, oh wow, wow. No get rid of your daddy. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Uh, no longer on the roster, but you know, if you know, if, if Dad shows that he's able to put together some bigger performances, and you know, maybe he'll could be on the roster in a week or two, and then. That would be a, a picture worth using as my logo. Tough love from Erickson. <laughs> and uh, Connor, you know, last week we mentioned on the podcast that it was double down on 12 week. God damn it. So dude. it was, you know, a person to get closest to 21 this actually, without okay, going okay, over. Okay, okay. okay I, let me start. Let me say something. I, I actually didn't realize. I forgot that we made this bet because it was so ridiculous. That I was like, there's no way that either of us will have to pay it off. And then all of a sudden, you start harassing me for five bucks. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? What do you want? <laughs> and all of a sudden, I realized that you had Joe to actually win the weekly challenge, which is to get as close to 21 or over or under. I'm sorry. And he got Robbie Anderson with exactly 21 points. Just nailed a fucking blackjack. It's like, are you kidding me? That was crazy. Indeed, Where were bet, you, Andrew? Don't bet I against had the Joe Luck. You, that's all I got to say. You just don't bet against the Joe Luck? Never. And uh, you'll always be profitable. So I just want to say, you know, Connor, at Eric Erickson is my Venmo name. So I will be expecting a $5 Venmo uh, sometime <laughs> in the near future. Uh, we also had our first paid FanDuel contest last week. And that one went to Curtis. Um, he eked me out. Uh, in that one, took home the twenty-five dollar prize. Let me pull up his his entry here to see how he did. He had Stefan Diggs in that one as well. He finishes with one hundred thirty-six point six points. I got second with one hundred thirty-four point three. So he barely took me out there. We're gonna have another one this week. It's gonna be five dollars as well. So hoping to see some more of you in there, Ben, Tristan. I know neither of you guys have done the daily fantasy before. Um, is your interest increasing or is this still going to be a no? It's lower than ever. I got to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's lower it's than it's ever. No. That's a hard no. All right. So let's move on from that <laughs> and dive in. We got a new segment to debut for you guys this week before we jump into the waivers and the week seven previews. But first, we have an ad from one of our sponsors. Yeah, guys, this is, I, I got some crazy news, and I'm, I'm really happy to talk about this. I received a phone call from the CEO of Badonk Bidet. Her name is Margaret Gertrude Walker, MG Dubs, who informed me that after dropping their sponsorship two weeks ago, they had three Badonk Bidet purchases with the specific message for the EEIG podcast. Now, I don't know about you guys, but this is a goddamn miracle. And I don't know who purchased them. I asked MG Dubs, and she said they were purchased anonymously. So I don't know who actually made the purchase. All I know is that they were shipped to San Diego, California. <laughs> so whoever purchased them, thank you so much. And to show their appreciation, the Badonkba Day has resumed sponsorship of our podcast. And as a vote of confidence, they would like to announce a new special product right here, right now on the EEIG podcast. Although the name of our podcast is still to be determined. Hey guys, did you all know that the deepest trench on Earth, the Mariana Trench, is 36,037 feet deep? By comparison, 
If Mount Everest was placed into the trench, its peak would be over a mile underwater. At the bottom of Mariana's Trench, the water column above exerts a pressure of over 15,000 pounds per square inch, which is actually 5% more – wait, actually, wait a sec – which actually increases the density of water by almost 5%. However, since the Earth is an oblate spheroid, not a perfect sphere, the Mariana Trench is not the closest part of the seafloor to the center of the Earth. And, which is even crazier, xenophyrophores, a type of extremophile, were found to be living at the bottom of Mariana's Trench in 2009. Isn't that crazy? But have you ever wondered why the deepest part of the ocean is named after a woman? Also, have you ever noticed that while men have nine orifices, women have ten orifices? And just because they may have an extra hole, that's no excuse to ignore the cleanliness of their love tunnel. Introducing. The Badonk Badouche, a mobile vaginal douche that fits in your pocket. While most physicians do not recommend douche, douching your beef curtain, women who do douche state that they do so because it offers numerous health benefits, like having a cleaner beaver, removing unwanted blood after a menstrual period, and avoiding fishy odor. And with the Badonk Badouche, you can have all the powers of a normal vaginal douche no matter where you are. Biking to work on a hot summer day? Use the Badonk Badouche to rinse your stench trench. Getting hot and bothered with that Japanese alpha male from your spin class? Don't let him say sayonara because of your grimy meat sleeve. Sweating bullets at work because your head honcho showed up unannounced to fire half your team? Just head to the bathroom and in two, count them, two minutes you can turn your nether regions into feather regions. Besides making your coocher feel 10 years younger, the Badonk Badouche has a proven track record of removing unwanted form items from your yum-yum hole. It's an item I never leave home without. So go to mybadonkbaday.com backslash mybadonkbadouche and use the promo code EEIG for 4% off your next Badonk Badouche purchase. With such savings, these douches are being sold at almost wholesale prices. What an inexpensive way to clean your snatch. The Badonk Baday. Don't let your bearded clam smell like one too. All right. Thank you to our, our sponsor coming back and supporting the podcast. We are really excited to have Badonk Bidet back with the EIG pod and, you know, debuting their new product with us. So hopefully we'll be able to keep them as our sponsor as we're moving forward. And with that ad, we want to debut our new segment with you guys. We're going to uh, go through each team in the EIG and compare them to a team in the NFL and, you know, give some reasons why we think your fantasy squad links up with that NFL team. So I'm going to kick it over to Ben first to give his three comparisons, and he's going to give comparisons for Jordan, Spencer, and Tristan. All right, so we'll kick it off with Jordan's team. I had Jordan's team matching the Falcons, Atlanta Falcons. Jordan's sitting at one and five. Falcons are sitting at one and five. You know, I like some of the players on Jordan's team. Julio is always going to produce. Keenan Allen, I think, is going to produce the rest of the season. Tom Brady was a great pickup. But despite having these good players, he just has a bad record. Jordan's team does not get Ws. That's the same thing with the Atlanta Falcons. Anyways. Beep. Beep. Do you guys hear that? I think do you guys, so. Do you guys Is that a phone call? That? No. Oh, oh, shit. I forgot to take out the trash. That's the garbage truck that's picking up Jordan's team. Um, <laughs> Jordan's out here on the curb uh, ready to drop off his team. That's it. Uh, we're going to move on to Spencer's team. Spencer, I think Spencer's team is the Raiders. Um, unconventional management style. Uh, his team is pretty competitive, kind of in the playoff hunt. Uh I think that Spencer would also get along really well with Derek Carr and Chucky. Uh, Spencer's kind of renegade. He, I don't know if he listens to the podcast at all. I don't know if he has a phone. Um, Spencer is the Raiders. I think he's the embodiment of Raider Nation. Uh, moving on to moving on to Tristan's team. Tristan's the Titans. Tristan is the Titans. I don't like his team. I think they're bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tristan, you got a big win last week. I think, you know, the Titans have a couple of big games in them, uh, but overall they're just not going to produce. They're not going to get the points. Uh, they are not playoff contenders. 
Derrick Henry likely with a big dick, so there's a similarity too. Well, there you have it. <laughs> I think we, you know, if someone asks for proof, you might have to go on the Discord. But, uh, you know, I think Connor would be the one that would ask for that after losing D last week. But uh, we'll move on God there. And uh, Connor, you've got some comparisons to make as well. You're going to uh, make a comparison to my team, Curtis and Hobie. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, thanks for giving it all away. So, <laughs> I, uh, t- I I wanted to compare a team to Eric's team, um, Eric's team to an NFL team, excuse me. And I chose the Green Bay Packers. I think that both squads, first of all, they're both five and one. Um, they're both very solid teams that have made some very nice pickups this year. If you look at Eric, picked up DJ Chark, who's been a top running uh, wide receiver. The Packers picked up an awesome defense, two defensive players, Adarius Smith. I think there's another one, but anyways. For the first time in many years, the Green Bay Packers went out in free agency, got some good players, and Eric's been doing that too. However, I will say this, the one common theme that I see is they both been very lucky in some of their victories, including last week, where Eric scored basically 100 points and was able to get a victory. I scored 101, if you don't remember, and lost to Tristan. Um, so the question I'm asking is, and actually I have questions for both teams, are they both championship-level squads, or are they just first-round exits? And uh, we'll have to find out. So I also looked at Curtis's team, and although the Colts are three and two because they had a bye, I chose the Colts. Curtis is three and three. Both teams are historically good. They both scored champion or have achieved championships in the past, but they've been struggling with a lot of injuries this year. If you look at Curtis's team, he has Melvin Gordon. I guess it's not an injury, but also Saquon Barkley's been out. The Colts had Andrew Luck retire. They've had T.Y. Hilton who missed a game. Darius Leonard's missed a couple games. Um, but even with all these issues, both teams have been overperforming even without their stars. So I think that that's a pretty decent comparison. And on really any given Sunday, Curtis or the Colts can beat anyone. I mean, the Colts just beat the Chiefs. I feel like Curtis' team is actually really good, even better now that Melvin Gordon's back. Um, and just like the Colts, you know, if Curtis makes the playoffs, if he can actually get to the playoffs, no one want to play him. So I think that's a decent comparison. Also, which is funny because I have Hovey listed as the Cowboys, who maybe Eric will talk about in half a second. And the comparison here is not necessarily about Hovey's team versus the Cowboys team. It's more about Hovey himself versus the Cowboys because the Cowboys literally have shit luck picking up free agents. I looked all the way back to 2010 on Wikipedia, went all through the acquisitions. I literally had a slow work day. It was great. And I couldn't find a single good pickup besides Darren McFadden, who honestly had one good year as a cowboy and then just kind of fell off and retired. Hovey has $200 of fab budget still left. I'm not sure if he's even picked anyone up. Um, and his team's actually pretty decent, three and three. I think he has a good squad. If only he actually gave a shit and listened to the podcast, instead of giving all these shout outs every time he's on, I think he could actually be a contender. But um, you know, if he's not being able to make a big splash in the waiver wire, I think he's gonna be sitting just outside the playoff window. So. All right, three super solid comparisons there. I'm going to jump into my comparisons. I got Connor, Joe, and Chris. Let's start with our commish, Connor. I'm saying Connor is the San Francisco 49ers. You know, Connor 5-1, and one, the 49ers 5-0 and oh so far. But with the 49ers, we don't really know if this team is for real yet or not. They've kind of beat up on some of the some of the lower teams in the NFL, kind of like Connor's fantasy team. He really doesn't have a convincing victory over one of the top teams in the league. He still has to play myself and Jerry, two teams contending for him with that top spot. And, you know, the 49ers quarterback, Jimmy G, he's been known to date around with some porn stars. And I know Connor in his spare time is, you know, really going after those porn stars as well. Maybe not dating them, but just, you know, saying hi to them over video chat. So uh, some comparisons there as well. But uh, moving on to Joe, I'm saying Joe uh, is the Dallas Cowboys also. You know, the Cowboys, once a historic franchise, a lot of history there with championships, kind of like Joe, but, you know, what have you done for me lately? You know, the Cowboys, when have they been a Super Super Bowl contender in recent history? Kind of like Joe's fantasy team, you know, he won some championships when... We all had our heads and our asses, didn't know what we were doing. Joe was ahead of the curve a little bit, but you know, now that we all have some fantasy knowledge behind us, you know, Joe's just struggling to make the playoffs. And you know, Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys, he's known to have some fun with some strippers. And Joe, he's he's definitely in his element at the with strippers as well. So some comparisons there also. And uh, last but not least, I got Chris. Uh, Chris at one and five. I'm comparing him to the Washington Redskins. They both got their first wins last week. 
some questionable decisions made by the owners of both teams. Uh, that's uh, Dan Snyder, I believe, and Chris. Uh, both teams really have known plans of improving themselves in the future. And uh, so I'm going to stick with Chris as the Redskins for my comparison. And now we got Tristan for his comparisons on our last three teams here, Ben, McCory, and Jerry. Yeah, so trading, uh, trading with Ben here, really looking at his doppelganger as the Cardinals. You know, he's got their little boy behind center, happens to be doing pretty well for him. But, yeah, you know, he's got a few <laughs> explosive players that just, you know, really haven't been able to put it together consistently enough to push as a league leader. Yeah, you know, he's struggling right now. I mean, gosh, just lost to Chris. That's a tough one. Um, but, you know, he had a uh, he had a questionable pickup, which we'll get to later. Uh, Luke Wilson, also Kylo Ren at tight end these days. You know, he could be doing something there. You know, have some have some dark art tricks up his sleeve. So, you know, Cardinals, Ben, two and four could make a push, but unlikely. Uh, next, we've got uh, McCory. I'm actually uh, I'm actually putting McCory up with Seahawks here. Um, look. Long story short, he's on the mustache ride of his life here. You know, he's he's loving life with Minshew at QB. He's not blowing Jesus like uh, like our boy Russ here in Seattle, but he's got a balanced attack, getting consistent weekly contributions on the ground and the air. Uh, you know, who knows? He could ride Minshew Mania and Bill's Mafia to the ship, but uh, it's only a question at this point. And then lastly, we got Jerry. Uh, you know, Jerry puts up a ton of points. I'm liking him to uh, to the Ravens. You know, Ravens second in the league to the Patriots in terms of points. Uh, but they got the second coming of Michael Vick behind legs that just and the kid can run for miles. Uh, he's got an arm on him too. Um, but he's got a deep squad, you know, lethal receiving core. Speaking of which, Hunter Henry, great pickup, Jerry, $18, fantastic move. Eric can go fuck himself. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Jerry's on course and pace for a deep playoff run. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of options and weapons at his disposal, even on bye weeks. So he's looking pretty good. Uh, I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to be there too. And uh, Tristan is going to say your mic was breaking up a little bit there on Jerry's. So may want to check that there, but uh, I think we got the most of it. Also want to apologize to Jerry for ridiculing his Hunter Henry pickup last week. Ended up being a great move for him. You know, if he would have waited for this week, like I was saying, he could have would have had to spend way more on $18. So like Tristan said, I should just go fuck myself. So we're gonna <laughs> dive here into this week's wave wire pickup. Eric, wait a second, dude. You got you, you clearly don't understand the first rule about talking shit over the internet. Which is never apologize. Okay, you got to stick to your guns on it, dude. You got to if if you find yourself in a hole, the only way to get out is to keep digging. Okay, and because you apologize, Jerry's he smells blood in the water, man. He's he's at home or at work listening to this podcast. He's laughing, dude. He's he's laughing at you. He's making fun of you, man. So all I'm gonna say is I'm embarrassed that you just apologize, man. What the hell was that? You know, I bet Jerry is listening too. So you know, shout out to Jerry. Unlike some of you guys not listening can't even spend an hour of your day to listen to a damn podcast you know i know you guys are on instagram at night staring at some titties of some chicks trying to sell you some fit tea or some shit like that so instead of doing that shit you should listen to the podcast but let's not dive into a wormhole here let's look at the waiver wire recap of this week speaking of warm holes um please go to mybadonkdouche.com it helps it helps the show and we get some royalty from those purchases so please don't forget and uh, let's take a look at the auction report here for week seven. Not a ton of action going on here, but I'm going to have some thoughts on this, but you know, I'm not going to get into them quite yet. I'll let the others speak. Hey, Eric. Uh, oh, sorry. One sec. Hey, uh, Tristan, Ben, you guys ready to just let Eric go off? Like literally we can just put down yeah. our mics and just let him vent. Maybe, you know, get some tissues out, just hang out, you know, just say, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Oh, what do you mean by that? Oh, really? Is that not what you're yet, talking about? Not yet. You know not yet? Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. Yeah, so go ahead. So the biggest pickup of the week was myself. I spent $90 for Daryl Henderson. 90 bucks. And, wow. Uh, no one else made a bid. Wow. No one else made a bid. So I'm going to pick it to you guys first. What did you think of the pickup? of daryl henderson connor i'm gonna start with you okay well i already have it listed as my worst pickup so uh yeah okay tristan what do you think about it dude yeah i mean yeah like i said earlier 
Henderson for ninety dollars. I mean, that's uh, it's like a warm body on Aurora and one thirtieth for twenty. Not really the value add you're looking <laughs> for here. Uh, you know, just really tough to justify a third stringer, especially with my roster. You know, I got Gurley, you got Brown behind him. Uh, that's just that's a lot of money to spend on someone who's not going to be sniffing the field. That's just a lot of money, even at 90 bucks. Like this point in the season, you know, people are stretching their fab budgets. 90 bucks is a lot to blow on a single guy who's probably not going to get that much playing time. All right. Connor, you got anything or you want to let me go? Oh, uh, wait, one sec. What, what I'm going to say is that, you know, I woke up this morning, you know, I'm in this new apartment. I'm in, I'm in Portland, you know, I'm like a total hipster with my beard um, and my new boots, you know, I mean, literally I'm just fitting in. It's awesome. And I wake up and I have this text from Eric and it's like, what the fuck? No one else bid on Daryl Henderson, you know? And I'm like, oh, classic. Eric's getting all riled up. So, you know, I'm like, I forget what I said. I'm pretty sure I was like, I, like, I don't even really want Daryl Henderson. Because, you know, I'll be honest, I didn't actually want him at all. And you know what Eric says? Oh, yeah, because you couldn't afford him. Lol. <laughs> Dude, you spent $90 and there were no other b- bids, okay? If you didn't exist, I could afford him. And to be honest, for $2, I wasn't going to put it for Daryl Henderson. I mean, it's pretty clear, to be honest, from watching the Rams last week when Gurley was out, that not only is Brown, like, getting more carries by – in all truth, it's more a running back by committee, which is, I mean, I played Malcolm Brown. He got me four points. It wasn't that great, but he did get more carries than Henderson. So, I mean, even with Gurley out, I really don't think either guy has that much fantasy value. And, I mean, 90 bucks, I mean, that's a lot of money for a guy who sh- who's getting the, the smaller share of a committee who's only going to play when the first guy is not playing. So, uh, yeah, Eric, why the fuck did you do that? All right, so a few things here. Oh, a lot of things here. You know, I think you guys are wrong on Daryl Henderson as far as his his share of the RB touches. If you watched any of last week's game, it's very obvious that he is more talented than Malcolm Brown. You know, he is a rookie, so they're kind of, you know, he hasn't had a lot of PT yet, but last week, six carries, averaged six and a half yards a carry. Malcolm Brown didn't do anything. And with Todd Gurley being what he is, banged up at this point, there's a chance, I believe, that Daryl Henderson if you know it could become that number two back if Gurley did stay healthy and if Gurley were to be out for an extended period for of time could be their starting running back so that's why i felt 90 bucks was a reasonable price you know at this point there's there's not really in a sense of holding on to your free agent budget you want to use it when the opportunities come up i thought this was an opportunity last week jerry spent 75 bucks for chase edmonds i want to go above that in case someone kind of went for that same kind of market value who do you think is going to score more points uh the rest of the season chase edmonds or daryl henderson i mean i would rather have jace edmonds but i i don't think it's it that's crazy that daryl henderson could end up being someone who is startable by the end of the year you didn't answer my question who's going to score more points i'll take edmonds but I I wanted Edmonds last week, but since I didn't get him, I thought I'm going to jump on the opportunity to get Daryl Henderson. And, you know, no other bids were made, which is shocking to me. You know, running back, such a thin position. You want to be able to jump at the opportunities to get someone who could end up being a starter for you. So I'm just looking at some of our owners. You know, Tristan, I'm going to start with you, $135 in budget. You know, running back, you do have three. You only have three running backs. You you do have uh, Todd Gurley. So if he were to go down, Henderson could potentially step in for him. Little surprise, no bid from you. Uh, you know, Hovey, what are you doing at this point? You're not listening to the podcast, so I'm going to shit on you right here. You still have $200. Shout out. Figure it out. To Hovey. Shout figure out to Hovey. Come on, to make man. A bid. Like, you're just getting the, the scraps of the garbage that's left in the waivers after they go through. You're not getting anyone who's going to help your team get any better. Like, I mean, you're never going to make a bid because you're not listening to me shit on you. You're not going to get, you know, self-conscious about it. So you're going to stay at 200. But what the fuck are you doing? Jordan, running back is by far your worst position. You should be looking to add guys who could potentially help you out with that problem. Still $129 left. Surprised not to see you make a bid there either. So, you know, it does suck knowing that I spent $90 and I could have spent zero. But, you know, I'm not going to kick myself over it. And I think uh, Daryl Henderson wound up, you know, has a lot of high, has high upside and, you know, could be someone who pushes me to a championship run. You know, Eric, I got to be honest with you. 
we're all human beings, okay? And we all get embarrassed, you know, every once in a while. Happens to the best of us. I mean, I just fucked up that ad that I spent like three hours writing at work, you know? Just happens, you know? But you know what? I move on. I push forward, you know? Clearly, you're embarrassed that you spent 90 bucks on Daryl Henderson. And if you aren't, you should be. And that is why I think you're shitting on all these nice young gentlemen that we have in our league who are avid listeners of the podcast, who are paying our salaries by sponsorship in order for us to live. I just think you need to hold off a little bit, but I'm really happy you're able to get that off your chest. You know, maybe I need to move on, so I'm going to move on to the next part of our waiver wire recap. That's the best and worst pickups. Let's start with our best pickups. Let's go to our guests first. They have the same one. I'm going to go to Ben first. What did you like about Sam Darnold? I think he's a good pickup. Two bucks for anybody that you can start. That's a deal. I mean, Darnold's not going to put up big points every week, but if you're in a pinch, someone like uh, Joe, Joe could use a starting QB. Man, Darnold's a good pickup for two bucks. And uh, who was that that made that pickup? Let's, let's shout him out. Oh, Connor, it was you. It was Connor. Uh, you know, dropping Joey slide. Uh, I think might be the number one kicker in fantasy, but he's on bye this week. Uh, good pickup. Some props to you there. Tristan, you you had some similar thoughts on Darnold. What do you think of the ad? Yeah, I think uh, Darnold was a good move, honestly. I was, uh, I was considering adding him if I was able to offload Dak or Matty Ice here in one of these Bruin trades we got going. Um, but yeah, he looks in command of the offense, uh, really brings Le'Veon to life. Yeah. Hits his receivers really well. He's got some legs on him too. Um, he can get that offense humming and, uh, you know, unless he gets gonorrhea before the playoffs and, you know, can't go, I think he's a good pickup. Yeah. I like this one too, Connor. Uh, you're obviously not starting him this week. I would hope cause he's playing the Patriots, but looking at his schedule moving forward, you got Jacksonville next week. Jacksonville just traded Jalen Ramsey, so their defense kind of takes a step back there. Then after that, Miami, Giants, Washington, Oakland, Cincinnati, Miami. So, you know, a real solid stretch for Darnold there as far as schedule. Uh, but, Connor, who did you think was the best pickup of the week? So, I mean, for those of you who haven't been on the pod with, who are listening, which is probably no one at this point, um, we have a little, uh, you know, little show sheet we go over and I wrote down Benny Snell for seven dollars. Uh that's actually a, a Chris Smart pickup. I wrote that down this morning and then after writing that down I realized I'm like, oh man, I should try to, like Benny Snell's a really good pickup. Holy shit. So actually I, I sent a trade offer to Chris. Uh, I'm not gonna give you the details of that offer. Uh, but basically he was he basically sent me a text back being like, why are you trying to trade for someone who's on buy this week? And I realized that he was on by this week, which is stupid because I have Juju Smith-Schuster and I have Jalen Samuels. And then now I'm reading this. I'm like, dude, fuck, Benny Snell? I mean, he's on by. That's another week where Jalen Samuels is going to get better and James Conner is going to get healthier. I think Sam Darnold is a way better pickup than Benny Snell on by. I'm going to go with myself. I know I fucking wrote down Benny Snell, but I'm I'm throwing in a curveball. I think Sam Darnold could be a really nice pickup for two bucks. I'm surprised I got him. I don't have a lot of money on Fab left, so I was kind of shocked. And to be honest, I got to give a little bit of credit to Eric here because um, I noticed his strategy pretty early on in the season where he would drop a kicker or a defense and not have one and basically allow for a couple more days than decide who he wanted to drop, especially they'd be on waivers. Um, and so that's kind of what I decided to do. Also, because we have kicker points, they're kind of useless, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I'm gonna, I did go with Benny Snell as my best pick of the week. I thought $7 is a really good price to get him at. Yeah, he is on buy this week, but, you know, it's a season-long thing, so you're looking at the season-long value. Uh, James Conner has been banged up a lot, so, you know, with Jalen Samuels out as well, Snell can end up being the starting running back for the Steelers if, you know, the injuries continue to hurt James Conner. And even if Conner was healthy, he could kind of play that similar, similar role to what Samuels had until Samuels comes back. So I thought this was a great pickup by Chris. And uh, now let's move on to our worst pickups. Uh, you know, Tristan and Conner, you guys picked Daryl Henderson. Clearly a great pickup, so I'm not even going to look at your guys'. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, hey, Tristan, why don't, you, why don't you start? Why do you think that Daryl Henderson was the worst pickup of the week? Uh, you know, don't want to, don't want to have to, you know, really reiterate what I already said, but $90 too much. Uh, I likened him to, uh, that spend to pick up a hooker on Aurora for 20, just not a good value. Uh, it really wasn't, you know, there are some other options out there that, uh, like Benny Snell for $7 clearly missed on that. That was a swing and a miss there, Eric. So, you know, could have had him for eight, um, you know, 
you could have spent a lot less and had, you know, equal value there. Um, again, picking up a third string or risky move, but uh, I'm not going to belabor the point. Let's keep moving. Uh, and Connor, you're just going to, you know, spend some more garbage as well. True. Uh, but I'll, I'll give you the opportunity. Any, any other, you want to pour any more salt on the, uh, the small wound that you think may be there from me spending $90 on Daryl Henderson. So actually I got a question for you, man. Why did you choose 90 bucks? Uh, you know, it started, I started lower and, you know, 75 was kind of the number I was thinking it was going to be around. So I just kind of, I wanted to make sure that I got him. So I thought 90 was, would be that number. And, uh, it, it obviously was, but you know, it was, he, $1 he got could have been that number also, but, uh, I digress. You know, usually people say I digress and then they actually change the subject. That's what digressing means. <laughs> Uh, you know, I thought you were going to add some more uh, analysis, but obviously not. So let's let's look at the Ben who uh, wrote in Henderson as well. So instead of beating a dead horse, I'm going to give my worst pick of the week, which was not Daryl Henderson. It was uh, it was Ben here picking up Luke Wilson for fifty five dollars. Uh, not really sure the thought process on this one, uh, but I guess you could say the same thing about me. But uh, you know, Luke Wilson, I wouldn't consider him a starting tight end in fantasy. And the price was, uh, you know, like Daryl Henderson, way too high. No other bids there on Luke Wilson. Uh, but Ben, I'll give you the opportunity to defend yourself. Yeah, 55 bucks. You know, I've been putting in bids week in, week out, and I, I haven't been putting up the cash. I've been getting outbid on everything. And with Disley out, you know, I know that Luke Wilson is not the kind of athlete that Disley is. But if he can get a share of what of what Disney was putting up with points. I think Luke Wilson could be a serviceable starter. I got some terrible tight ends on my team. I've been starting Tyler Eifert the last couple of weeks. Wow. I need help. So 55 bucks. I think I, I had quite a bit of my budget left. I don't know. It's probably an overpay, but I'm sticking by it. For those of you keeping track at home, Tyler Eifert is the 29th most high scoring tight end right now. Yikes. Yikes. So yeah, that definitely a tight end was needed. And you know, who knows? Maybe if uh, you know, Luke Wilson becomes that red zone target, it can end up paying off for you. But uh that does it for the week seven waiver pickups and no trades happen this week. Sounds like some stuff may be brewing. Uh, I know Tristan, you've been in some trade talks, but it doesn't sound like anything's been pushed through that. Any updates there? Yeah, well, not from your shit offers, so uh, that's off the table. Uh, but your brother's got some good ones brewing with me. We're working things out. You know, we're tossing some back and forth, looking at values, what that's going to bring to each team. So look out for something there. Could be happening soon. All right. So curious to see if anything goes down now after the pod is recorded. But let's jump into our previews of Week Seven, and we're going to take a look at the standings first. Uh, last week I was three and three. That puts me at twenty-one and fifteen on the year. Connor, a rough one last week, one and five, uh, now sits at 15 and 21. And no guests last week, so they were zero and zero, still at 15 and 15. Uh, but to make up for it, we'll have two sets of picks this week. So let's dig into our matchups and let's start with Battle of the Bros Volume 2. That's our special guest, Ben, here taking on Jordan. And Ben, let's start off with you and give the, your prediction on the matchups you're, you're in against Jordan. Yeah, this is going to be probably the lowest scoring affair. Uh, I think we're both sitting at two and four, something like that. Oh, Jordan's one and five. Yeah, just bad teams all around. Um, I, I like my matchups here. I think that Josh Jacobs is going to have a big night. Um, let's see who else. I think Kyler's going to have a big night. He's been doing pretty well, and he's playing the Giants. Um, I think I'll come out on top. I'd be surprised if we both. If we broke 100 points, but uh, yeah, I think I'm going to take this one. All right, Tristan, who do you got? Yeah, I just want to. I want to make a little correction here. I think this week, uh, this volume two should be corrected to Battle of the Bang Bros. I mean, we're really in Miami <laughs> Dolphins territory here. Uh, you know, two terrible teams. Um, but I'm going to take Ben on this one. Uh, if you remember earlier in the segment, we had a, a doppelganger for NFL teams. I'm going to give Jordan's team a doppelganger of his own uh, from the uh, Backyard Sports franchise. His roster is looking a lot like Kenny Kawaguchi. Uh, he's got a squeaky wheel. He's banged up. Uh, you know, not really getting much from his team there. Ben's got good matchups. I think he can capitalize. Um, and, you know, 
after this one, you know, looking at Aaron Jones, I think he's going to go off again. Eric's going to shove his remote in his ass for a second time uh, <laughs> post-trade. So there's a lot going here. It's going to be low scoring, but Ben's going to take it. <laughs> All right. That was a great analysis. Great comparison there. Oh, dude, the that's awesome. <laughs> Kenny Kawaguchi. Number Kenny, one reference. I haven't heard Kenny Kawaguchi's name in years. Holy shit. Uh, Connor, I'm going to put on you to uh, one-up that analysis Dude, there. Fuck, I can't do that. Um, I'm definitely going to take Jordan in this matchup. I think that even though Jordan's team is 1-5, he definitely still puts up points every week. I think he's got a solid squad. He's got a lot of good matchups. Tevin Coleman's coming back. Uh, look, and Looking at last week, the Niners definitely relied on him a lot. He's playing Washington Redskins, who kind of suck. Um, I don't really like Julio Jones too much. We'll see how Jalen Ramsey does with there. Hopefully that means Calvin Ridley does really well because he's on my team. Uh, but really, I like his flex plays. I think Will Fuller and Christian Kirk are actually really nice plays this week and could actually uh, perform better than his two wide receivers. So I'm taking Jordan. And uh, sorry, Ben, but I'm going to take Jordan as well. I like the matchups at the skill positions like Connor just hit on. I think Julio Jones is in for a big one. And uh, some injury concerns for Ben's team, especially at receiver. Uh, his big-name receivers, Devontae Adams and Amari Cooper, their stats kind of up in the air. And, you know, I did trade you Aaron Jones. And, you know, curious to see what happens there. You're starting Jones and Jamal Williams. Kind of seems like the upside there is limited just because it seems like one of the, one of the two kind of steps up to the forefront in a particular game, and the other one kind of goes to the back burner. So I'm going to go with Jordan there. So that's a, a tie for the picks there. Let's move on to our next matchup. Let's look at uh, Tristan's matchup here. He's taking on Jerry. Tristan projected to win by 0.1 points, 108.8 to 108.7 in an upset there. Let's start with Tristan to give his pick on his matchup. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a tough one. You know, Jerry puts up points. You know, I, I'll give it to Connor. I do struggle some weeks. Uh, not last week, mind you. Uh, you know, he barely broke 100. I, you know, went for just under 115, so just putting that out there again uh so yeah I, you know I, i'm i'm really struggling this week um you know again got some potential trades on the horizon could shift up the squad a little bit but you know i'm always going to be chasing a strong jerry squad i'm just really hoping that the berries that jerry's got wreak havoc on his digestive track and if not i'm gonna get burned so uh you know fighting for myself but i think i'm ultimately gonna go with jerry all right, uh, Connor, who do you like in this one? So uh, I actually am not going to do any analysis. Uh, just because I'm a, a very bitter human, I'm going to pick Jerry. Fuck you, Tristan. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with Jerry as well on this one. Uh, I'm high on Jerry's receivers this week. Super strong there with Tyree Kill and Cooper Cup and Tyler Lockett. Uh, Hunter Henry, you know, Jerry just going to shove it in my face again. He'll probably put up a big week. Uh, and, you know, the projections there, Tristan projected to win, but I'm not sure about the projection there for Todd Gurley at 16.8. Um, who knows if he'll be on the field on Sunday, but uh, curious to see what happens there. We know Daryl Henderson won't, so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you know, uh, just $90 down the drain, but uh, I'm going to go with Jerry and uh, Ben, close it out here. Yeah, I don't know what's up with these projections. Sorry, Tristan, but I think you're just going to get smoked by Jerry's team. He just stacks points. Lamar Jackson stacks points. Uh, Tyree Kill stacks points. Hunter Henry's going to have another big game. They're playing Tennessee. Uh, I, I think Jerry takes this one by a landslide. It's actually pretty crazy that Jerry's 4-2 and two and he hasn't even been using Tyree Kill. Right. That's scary. Yeah, Jerry's team kicking into full strength now. Pretty scary to see what he's going to do moving forward. So that's a clean sweep across the board for Jerry. Tristan, I think you're the first guest to pick against yourself. So uh, that's a landmark there. And EIG oh, here, here I am. You know, being just being honest. I'm a realist that, here. Giving that real analysis. Always appreciate here on the pod. Uh, looking at our next matchup here. Uh, let's look at my matchup with McCory. Um, I'm projected a slight victor as well. 119.2 to 118.5. Um, I'll start with myself here, as you guys did. Uh, I think this one's going to be pretty close. I wouldn't surprise me if I dropped this one, but I'm going to go with myself. I am not feeling great about my quarterback position this week. Currently starting Jacoby Brissett, but like everyone else across the board, I feel like my team has strong depth here. And 
Uh, Minshew and Fournette do scare me a little bit because they're going against the Bengals and they're such a soft defense. But uh, ultimately, I think my team will have enough to pull it out. Uh, Connor, who are you taking? Unfortunately, I'm also going to choose you. I think that your team's going to prevail this week. I think Dalvin Cook's going to have a great day against the Lions. And uh, depending if uh, Cooper's out, to be honest, Michael Gallup could be a great play against the Eagles, who obviously, as you guys may have forgotten, I played them last week, got minus two points, fuck the Eagles. So I think that overall, looking at your team, you have a lot of potential, at least this week, and I'm going to have to go with you. All right. And uh, Tristan, who do you like? Uh, I like AMAC on this one. I think he's going to be five and two after this week. Uh, again, some great upside plays. Um, really, you know, those opposing defenses he's going against are are pretty porous to say the least. Uh, and I think some of the trades that that you proposed to me and just kept badgering me about this week are you're really going to wish those went through uh, because you're going to take the L this week. All right, I'll see you out to see on that one. And Ben, uh, finish it out here with your pick. I think this was going to be the closest matchup. Both good teams. Uh, but like you said, AMAC's got some really juicy matchups. Uh, Minshew and Fournette playing Cincy. I think that those guys are just going to stack points. I, I'm going to take Andrew on this one. And, uh, you know, McCory starting Delaney Walker in his flex this week. Obviously, I shit on that pickup last week. So, you know, Delaney Walker, after doing nothing for multiple weeks in a row, probably catch a touchdown this week. Um, but let's look at Connor's matchup here. He's taking on Hovey. Connor looking to avoid the losing streak. This is our lowest projected scoring matchup right now, but neither of them has completed the lineup yet. But Connor currently projected to win 90.6 to 77.6. I'll start with you, Connor. Who do you like? I mean, I've been choosing myself every week. So out of my predictions, I'm five and one, just like my record. I think that I'll be able to pull it out. You know, last week was a blip on the radar. It was a pothole on the road to victory. I'm not really concerned about the past. I'm looking towards the future. And unfortunately, though, this week is kind of a punt. I'm kind of uh, it's going to be a little close. Actually, I think this will be the closest matchup. You have two teams that are strong, but we have a lot of players that are out. Uh, Hobie also doesn't have a quarterback or a tight end. So, you know, not a great decision on his part. Hopefully he'll figure that out before the weekend. And, you know, I'm looking, you know, how, how good is my team without Christian McCaffrey? I mean, there's a reason I spent so much fab or sorry, not fab auction budget on him at the beginning of the year. It's because I knew he was going to be solid. I knew he's basically a running back and a half. Sometimes he's two running backs. So, uh, am I starting Rex Burkhead this week? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, up to see. It's not a great play, but I think it's going to be enough to prevail taking myself. All right, Ben, who do you like? Yeah, I'm going to take Connor on this one. I mean, not a super interesting matchup. This one will also be close. Lots of buys, lots of injuries. Kind of a snoozer, but I think Connor will take it. All right, Tristan, give us your thoughts. Yeah, I got Hove on this one. I think uh, old Miss Q, as he's now known, is still licking his wounds after last week, just getting embarrassed by Matty Ice. Um, you know, I think, you know, ultimately if Hove can put up a full lineup, uh, then he's got this good shot at heating up Connor's loss column. Uh, I think this might be two in a row for, for Connor on the L's, uh, and Hove is going to, Hove's going to take home the W. You know, Tristan, I got to say one thing. All right. This whole miscue that's actually creative and it's almost as creative as your last movie garden state. Okay. Almost. All right, not sure. That one flew right over my head. Okay, yeah, not really. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give my pick here, and I'm going to go with Connor. And um, just not great matchups for Hovey's team across the board. Uh, obviously, he needs to do some work here in the free agent pickups because he doesn't have any skills to navigate the waiver wire. He still doesn't have a quarterback or a tight end or a kicker so some work to do there but pretty slim pickings on the waiver wire there so not sure who he's going to be able to get to really give him much juice so i'm going to go with connor his lineup depleted by buys this week but um you know connor's streak of luck this year continues and he gets the best matchup of the week when his team is hurt by buys so i'm gonna go i mean this is like the first big bye week so i don't know what you're talking about but all right uh, and let's look at our next matchup. Yeah, actually, who who else have I had on by besides Kittle one week? I don't know what you're talking about with that analysis. I'm just saying that the week that you're hurt by buys, your two of your top players are out. You get a matchups where you're going against Hovey's team who, you know, can't navigate the waiver wire. His team also hurt by some buys. 
you know you get you get you get matched up against the worst projected score. Gotta love it. Gotta love some good fantasy defense. Has anyone asked Hobie why he hasn't put in any waiver bids? Because when we had him on the podcast, which I was not there, he said that he was like, I'm not going to get anyone. But he that that doesn't mean that he shouldn't try. Has anyone brought this up to him? I think his his rationale was that, you know, he doesn't know how much to bid. He doesn't want to be like me, you know, dropping 90 for Daryl Henderson when, you know, he could have bid zero. Yeah, but at least you got Daryl Henderson. Yeah, you know, it's just... Um, you know, a lack of you know fantasy brains from Hovey there on the waiver pickups, but uh, you know, curious to see if he actually listens to this far into the pod. Maybe he can give some additional thoughts in the Discord. So we'll all we'll all be on our hands and feet waiting for his uh his thoughts there. Shout but, out to uh, Enough there. Let's look at our next matchup. We got Spencer taking on Chris, and currently. I believe Spencer is projected a winner at 115.6 to 105.5. Uh, Connor, I think we know who you're picking here, so give us your, your thoughts. Well, obviously, I'm going to win this week. And as everyone knows, Chris is my exact opposite. So that means he's going to lose this week. Um, sorry, Chris. You know, I'm really happy you were able to, you know, actually get out of that hole and beat Ben. You know, it's congratulations. But every time you win, I lose. So you need to stop winning and you need to start losing. All right, Tristan, who do you like? Uh, just like Connor said, uh, since Chris is inverse miscue, uh, he's going to take the W here. Real projection upset happening this week. Um, I don't really know what Spencer's fascination with fencing is. Uh, it's a pretty pussy activity in my opinion. So, uh, I think Chris is going to get the second dub in, in a row here and, uh, he's going to be on a little heater. Yeah. Fencing is kind of like nerf darts, you know, I, what's, what's worse, uh, is it any better than laser tag? One of our EIG activities from uh, Vancouver. I mean, dude, laser tag's pretty fun. I'm not gonna lie, but it's not a professional Ooh, sport. Laser tag's dope. Laser tag is pretty sick. All right, uh, Ben, who do you like in this one? Yeah, Spencer's gonna take this one. He his squad is just way better. I think Chris got a little bit lucky last week with some of his production. Uh, Spencer just has a good team. He's gonna take this one by at least twenty points. Yeah, I like Spencer as well. Chris, we hit on earlier, he definitely has the studs with Mahomes, Zeke, and Hopkins. But after that, you know, a lot of flyers on his team as far as week-to-week production. Just think Spencer's team is more solid across the board, so I'm going to go with him. And, you know, like Connor said, Chris is the Connor opposite, so I put Connor to win, so I got to go with Chris. And uh, last but not least, we got our final matchup. That's Joe is taking on Curtis, or should I say Sauron is taking on Curtis. And Sauron is projected to win 128.7 to 112.5. Other way around. Curtis way is projected around. Oh, sorry. I can't read here. Curtis it's always good when your podcast host can't read. 128.7 to 112.5 for Curtis. Let's start with Ben on his thoughts. Now that Melvin Gordon's back in the fray, he's getting ramped up. He's taking over more carries. Uh, and just look at that squad, starting with Russell Wilson, Saquon, and Melvin. Uh, yeah, Curtis is going to take this one. Uh, I think he's going to take it big. Curtis has a scary team. Watch out. Tristan, it looks like uh, you're going rolling with Curtis as well. What do you like about his team? Yeah, I'm with just right in line with with uh, Ben on this one. I mean, his his lineup is just scary. I mean, top to bottom, Russ, Saquon, Melvin, Edelman, Galladay, Andrews, Diggs. I mean, we know it was a flash in the pan last week for Diggs, but still, I mean, he's got a stacked lineup. Greg the leg, Bears D. I mean, what's not to like about that? He'll get the dub. I'm going to take Curtis as well. Love the matchups for Russell Wilson and Barkley. And uh, this one I point out, it was a pretty big game as far as the playoff standings with uh, both teams in that three and three. You know, who wins this one might be, you know, looking at making a strong push towards the playoffs. So a lot of eyes going to be on this one. Uh, Connor, wrap it up here with the last prediction of the pod. You know, I got to be honest, guys. Everyone here took Curtis, but I'm actually going to go Joe. Um, I like Josh Allen against Miami. In fact, I like his entire team this week except for his two Jets players. You know, I've been pushing for the fall of Joe slash Sauron since the beginning. But, you know, what I've learned, at least what I learned last week when I played Tristan, is that sometimes the bad guys win. I mean, did Galadriel know that the Rings of Power were pure evil in the Second Age? No, because Sauron beat the elves at their own game. Eventually, the world of men will fall. And today is that day. I'm going to take Joe. 
All right, and that does it for the week seven picks. And that's going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. Remember to give us your name suggestions in the Discord. Don't forget we got the EIG meetup coming in December as well. Uh, I want to give thanks to both Ben and Tristan for coming on the show today. Hope you guys enjoy. Thanks for having us, fellas. Thanks for coming, guys. And you guys brought some heat. You guys brought their own segments, which is honestly a first. I've been very impressed with both you guys. You guys are welcome back anytime. Yeah, guesses, guesses the year potential the out of both of you. They're they're so. pushing the, uh, the the envelope for the show, which is fantastic. Uh, it's I more than I can say about Mitch. some other guests we've had. <laughs> Not going to name any names. Looking at you, Jordan. But uh, Ouch. you know, it's, it's still lots of pods left. So you know, now that we've all, we're almost getting through everyone, so if you want to come back on the pod, let us know in the Discord as well. But that's going to do it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks for listening. See you next week.